Lays it into Trey. Two seconds wide. Trey Slaughter. to the Sports Ethos, Atlanta Hawks team coverage podcast, formerly known as Hoopball Hawks, where we cover everything regarding the Atlanta Hawks. I'm your host, Brad Harden, recording live from Atlanta, Georgia, and recording this on the last day of March, the 31st, Thursday night, Hawks win, Hawks win. Four-game winning streak. The Hawks are now three games above 500. The best they've been all year. They clinch a playing spot, officially eliminating the Knicks and the Wizards and are in ninth place right now, a half a game behind Brooklyn, two games behind Cleveland, who they just beat tonight for seven. And they have the tiebreaker over the Hornets right now, who sit at 10. So... Last 10 games, the Hawks are 7-3, four-game winning streak. They're tied for the longest winning streak in the Eastern Conference right now with the Toronto Raptors, who have been playing out of their minds. And don't look now, but the Hawks are certainly gaining momentum like we've talked about for the last few episodes, that it is crucial, crucial for the Hawks to do going into the play-in tournament and certainly will make things interesting now that we know officially they're going to be in the play-in tournament. That is official now. The Hawks finished the month of March 11-6, and including 7-1 at home. They have won 9 of their last 12 games altogether, and they've won 17 of their last 20 games at home, which makes a play-in scenario if they do keep 9 and they play at home against the Hornets, it really gives the Hawks an advantage because they've played extremely well at home this entire year. They had that rough stretch early in the year when it seemed like we just could not get right at home. But now they are 25-14 and 14 when playing at the State Farm Arena. And lo and behold, Saturday night, we're going to welcome the Brooklyn Nets here to Atlanta. And at State Farm Arena where we have protected home court very, very well. And it's an update from the game right now. And obviously, when you listen to this, the game will be over and we will know what the deal is. But right now, it seemed like all was well for the Nets. When I last looked at the score, they were up under two minutes left, seven points. Now it's an overtime game with the Bucks. And if Brooklyn loses, there will be a three-way tie for the eighth spot and Obviously, the next game moving will be against the Brooklyn Nets. It's going to get interesting. The Hawks have put themselves in great position to potentially have an opportunity to play one game and get in. I mean, Cleveland was undermanned, especially in the post today, and that led for Congo and Capella to just eat in the post tonight. But a win is a win. And if we have to play the Cavaliers in a one-game play-in scenario, I'm putting my money on the Hawks. We have Trey Young. This team is playing extremely well down the stretch. 
You know, with Cleveland losing tonight, they are now lost two in a row. They're four and six in the last 10 games, certainly going the opposite direction. And they're now three and a half games back from the sixth spot. So it seems like at this point, Cleveland is destined to be a playing team. And uh, I know for Hawks fans, I know they would rather play the Cavaliers than the Raptors after what the Raptors have done. They've been menaces to us this year. They've been menace. But things are shaping up in the Hawks' favor right now. So we will see as we record this episode. There's going to be an update as far as what becomes of that Nets-Butts game. So we know where we stand. Will it be a three-way tie for eight? which is certainly possible. And what this means for the Hawks, especially, it's already going to be a big game. It's already a big game going into Saturday night. But <laughs> it gets bigger. It gets even bigger, and it's at home. It's KD. It's Kyrie. You know what it is. We know what it is. It's Quavo night here in the Fall Four at the State Farm Arena. It's going to be a fun one. So we're going to take a quick break. We're going to talk about the last two games where the Hawks have just dominated. They dominated the Pacers game, as we talked about the previous episode. Last two games, they have taken care of business and got a huge win tonight over Cleveland to set themselves up nicely going into the rest of the regular season and into the month of April, which obviously starts tomorrow. And no jokes on this episode, all facts as we always do. So we're going to be right back. After this plug. All right, and we are back. The Hawks. All I said at the beginning of the week, take care of business against the Pacers and the Thunder. Tough, tightly contested game that I projected with the Cavaliers on Thursday night. But then as the momentum picked up for the Hawks, I started seeing that, you know what, the Hawks have a – Real good shot at going 3-0 and heading into this matchup on Saturday versus the Brooklyn Nets. And lo and behold, that's what they did. They beat the Pacers, traveled down to Oklahoma City, and it was just a great team performance. Great defensive intensity. Still gave up 118 points. It is what it is, but you'll take... Almost 54% shooting from the floor and 46% from three. The team has been shooting extremely well from three-point range the last several games, which has been a reason why they are playing and trending in the right direction. They've been moving the ball extremely well. They had 28 team assists in that game versus Oklahoma City. And then tonight against the Cavaliers, they followed up that performance with 27 team assists. As I talk about in the program, the magic number is 24 north of that is good in my book as far as team assist. And they're doing what they're supposed to do. And they also shot well from three-point range again tonight. 43.6% from behind the arc. It's been a team effort. They've been getting everybody involved. It hasn't just been Trey Young, although it seemed like it was all Trey Young. As he returned home to the Oklahoma City area, obviously being from Norman, which is a suburb of Oklahoma City. He only played in three quarters, had 41 points, eight assists, 13 of 24 from the floor, four of 12 from three. But he certainly put on a show last night against the Oklahoma City Thunder. And then outside of him, there were five other Hawks 
in double digits. You had DeAndre Hunter with a good game, 19 points, five rebounds from him. Kevin Herter, who is now on a streak of four straight games, I want to say four straight games, with 20 points or more. He had 20 last night. He followed that up with another 20-point performance tonight. But Oklahoma City, he shot 8 of 10 from the floor and made four of five three-point attempts. TLC had 10 points. He's been playing well since he's been getting minutes and been put in the starting lineup with all the injuries that have occurred. I know last night, Gallo did not play. Jalen Johnson was out with a concussion. So certainly, players had to step up in the absence. Uh, Bogey off the bench continues to play well. Last night, 20 points, 8 of 14 shooting from the floor, 4 of 8 from 3. And the surprise of last night was Kevin Knox, who had 17 points, I think all in the first half. I think it was all in the first half, yeah. I remember it was all in the first half points. 17 points for Kevin Knox, which is easily his best game as a Hawk and one of his best games in the last three years, if I have to say, from Kevin Knox. So that was wonderful to see from him. And yes, Oklahoma City was undermanned and people may try to poke holes at that, but wins are wins. Hawks need them to keep pace with everybody else in the play-in tournament right now. Everybody in the play-in tournament outside of Cleveland is trending in the right direction as far as momentum. They've all strung together a great stretch of 10 games. I know 7-3 in the last 10 games for the Hawks and the Nets as it stands right now before, obviously, the result from this game versus the Bucks And the Hornets right now are 8-2 in the last 10 games. So we have to keep pace with everybody, and certainly we're doing that. I don't care who we're playing and who's available for the other team. We need dubs. I'm not talking about, you know, the Masterpiece song. <laughs> but Hawks certainly need dubs. And last night they shot, as I said before, almost 54% from the floor, 46% from three, 91, almost 91% from the free throw line. They out-rebounded the Thunder, 28-team assists, like I said, 10 steals. They've been doing a lot better on the defensive side of the ball, creating turnovers, getting steals, 22 points off of 18 turnovers for the Hawks right now. So that's great there, capitalizing 18 fast break points. Dominate. I mean, they dominated the Thunder. They just dominated the Thunder flat out, basically from start to finish. You wanted them to get off to a fast start, and they certainly did, scoring 42-plus points the first two quarters of the game. Took their, uh, the foot off the pedal, you know, especially in that fourth quarter. But at that point, the Hawks were going to win by 18, and they did. They still scored 136 points. It was a team effort. Not much to be said. They did what they had to do. And that was the best case scenario. Get off to a fast start, dominate, cut down the minutes for the starters because you knew they're going to have to travel down here to Atlanta and take on the Cavaliers team. And the Cavaliers team lost to the Mavericks the night before in Cleveland at home. And then they had to travel down to Atlanta to take on a Hawks team that is trending in the right direction. And the Hawks took care of business tonight, 131-107. They pretty much had this game sold up from the jump and outside of the fourth quarter the hawks outscored the cavaliers in the first three quarters i mean 36 points in the first quarter 30 in the second quarter 34 in the third quarter they had 30 points plus in the fourth but like i said at that point it was over the work had been done we had a scare with trey young with his growing who 
post game they said he's fine. Naaman Miller said he's fine. He returned to the game obviously and did what he had to do. He finished with 30 points, nine assists, knocked down four threes tonight. And again, it's another game where the Hawks have had multiple players outside of Trey Young in double digits. They had six tonight. Capella, it couldn't do nothing with Capella or Okongwu in the paint. Obviously, Jared Allen and Evan Mobley being out for Cleveland had something to do with that. But they, could, they couldn't do anything with them. They couldn't. I mean, and it, it made for, and I tweeted, the reduced lunch program. It was the reduced lunch program, free lunch, free smoke. We got what we wanted in the paint. We did what we had to do. 12 points, 14 rebounds from Capella, 17 points off the bench for Okongwu in 25 minutes with 12 rebounds himself. Just menace, absolute menace on the glass. We won the rebound margin by only one, but they, they, they were certainly very impactful as far as their rebounds and starting to break and giving the Hawks fast break opportunities tonight. DeAndre Hunter had a bad game. Obviously, he had a really good performance against Oklahoma City. Fell off tonight. Five points, two of ten from the floor, one of five from three. But his teammates picked up the slack. TLC with 12 points again in the starting role once again from him. He's been playing very well. Kevin Herter, as I mentioned, kept his 20-point streak alive. 23 points. He shot seven of 12 from the floor, five of six from three. He's been scorching hot. He was the player of the game, in my opinion. And you guys know how I feel about Kevin Herter. When we feed him and give him opportunities and get him in rhythm, the Hawks are a dangerous team. We have certainly been doing that. And ironically, his four 20-point games in a row have coincided with four Hawks wins. So that's something that I'm really curious to see going forward. If he's continued to play at this high of a level and we're finding him, get him in rhythm, let him get to the basket, shoot jump shots from the mid-range, and obviously shooting the three ball, which he's been lights out from three-point range as of late, we are in business. We're going to be in business. Gallo was back after being out with injury. Played 23 minutes tonight, only four points, four rebounds. Didn't shoot well, but it was good to see Bo, uh, Gallo back. Uh, Kevin Knox, 10 points less than his night against Oklahoma City, but seven points off the bench towards the end, so it was good to see him continue to be in rhythm. You never know with injuries and whatnot. If he's in rhythm, he could potentially you know, be a nice little fill-in player for the Hawks. Bogey with 11 points off the bench did not shoot as well tonight, but it was good to have him back. And he's not going to be talked about a lot, but DeLon Wright had a very, very good game, in my opinion. He only had seven points, four assists, four rebounds, but he was certainly very, very active on the defensive end and crashing the boards and getting loose balls. He was an X factor tonight. It was just a team win tonight. For the Hawks, we had to keep Darius Garland, the all-star, in check. He had 18 points, 7 of 21 shooting from the floor. Uh, Moses Brown had a really good game, filling in for Mobley, McGee, uh, Jared Allen, everybody, all the bigs for Cleveland. He had 15 points, 13 rebounds. Marketing struggled tonight, only 8 points from him. Okoro was 6 points. Karis LeVert did not play well. He only had 9 points. Uh, Osman off the bench at 21 points, which is a nice lift. Uh, Kevin Love going cold from the floor really helped the Hawks. He had eight points, but shot three of 11 from the floor, two of seven from three. And the former Hawk, Brandon Goodwin, with 11 points. 
great win. Great win. They're stringing them together. Keep building. Keep stacking them wins. Shot 49.5% from the floor tonight. Almost 44% from three tonight. Almost 86% from the free throw line. 27 team assists, as I said before. Seven steals. We forced 14 turnovers for the Cavs versus nine for the Hawks. 17 fast break points for the Hawks. We are certainly trending in the right direction, and we are certainly going to be a team that a lot of people do not want to see at this point in time. And that goes for the Brooklyn Nets, who we have next. And they lost the game against the Bucks after they had the lead. They had a seven-point lead with two minutes left and went to overtime and thanks to a Giannis three-pointer. And now... <laughs> The Brooklyn Nets, the Hawks, and the Hornets are all virtually tied for eighth place. All two games behind the Cleveland Cavaliers. And the Hawks now have controlled their destiny with the eighth seed. And I said this before earlier. In a one-game playing scenario, if the Hawks have to take on this Cleveland Cavaliers team again, fully healthy, both teams, I'm taking the Hawks. Yes, Cleveland has been playing well. This has been a great year for them. You know, J.B. Bickerstaff should be coach of the year for the Cavaliers. But I'm choosing the Hawks in a one-game playing situ situation to get to the playoffs, get the seven seed, and take on as it stands right now because it's a jumble right now at the top. It would be the Milwaukee Bucks who the Nets just lost to. So, Certainly interesting times here in Atlanta. We're marching to a different beat than we were two months ago. A lot of, you know, gloom, doom. What happened? We suck. We need to blow this up. So much just self-doubt and a lot of frustration, and rightfully so. But now, look at this now. The best record we've had all year. Secured in a playing game situation now with an opportunity to continue to climb up and climb up as we take on a team who we're going to play in the Brooklyn Nets. Now, it's not going to be easy. The Brooklyn Nets, after losing tonight, they're certainly going to come out with their A game on on Saturday. They're going to have to. And, and Mike Conti from 92.9 FM just tweeted out, Saturday night's home game against the Nets has clearly become the big, biggest game of the season for the Hawks. This is the biggest game of the year. No doubt. No doubt about it. This, they have put themselves in a position winning, you know, the last three games, taking care of business against the Pacers, the Thunder, and getting that win against the Cleveland Cavaliers, which was a huge game coming into tonight, to control their destiny and take on the Brooklyn Nets. Beat them at home, 404, Quavo night. It's just, you couldn't, you couldn't write this. You couldn't make this up. And now the Hawks have an opportunity to slay the quote-unquote Giants. A lot of people picked them to win the NBA championship this year, myself included. And look at where the Nets are. They've had, obviously, the part-time player in Kyrie, who's not going to be full-time now. You had injuries with Kevin Durant. You had the friction with James Harden in the team, and now he's out. You had to trade. So there's been different iterations of this Nets team that are playing better right now, but certainly still trying to figure out themselves going into postseason play. And maybe this year is not the year for them. Maybe it needs to be next year with the change and 
everything that's gone on for the Nets, but no excuses. We need to go out and attack them. Trey Young obviously needs to ice, get healthy with his growing, you know, rested the next day and a half or so going into the contest on Saturday. If we can get Jalen Johnson back from concussion protocol, we'll see. You know, John Collins is getting closer and closer. I don't expect him sooner rather than later, but Gallo being back, getting some minutes tonight helps. I think DeAndre Hunter having a poor game offensively. I expect him to have a big impact next game, especially in the defensive end. We're going to certainly need him. Okongu is going to have to be ready defensively because Kevin Durant is a load. And I mean, it was a clip that was surfacing on the internet tonight of three Bucks defenders trying to block KD's shot of him hitting a jump shot over all three of them. That's why he's one of the best players in the league, one of the best players of all time. Easy one of the best scorers of all time with his size, but it's it's a lot to look forward to on Saturday and a lot to look forward to going ahead. I mean, the month of April is about to be here for the Atlanta Hawks and the five games for the Hawks, obviously the Nets on Saturday on NBA TV, 730 tip off here in Atlanta, probably a little bit after that. Then I'll have a few days off. They'll travel up to the six and take on the Toronto Raptors. And this is the thing I like. Playoff intensity games. We have three of them. The Nets, the Raptors, the Wizards, who we just eliminated tonight. But I'm certainly hoping that, well, they're probably going to shut down some players. We'll see there. But I'm not going to discredit the Wizards at this point. We got to bring it. It's going to be the second out of a back-to-back. You already know the Raptors are going to be a really tough physical game. They're going to play hard. They scrap Go for loose balls. We're going to have to be ready to match that energy. And then we have to travel down to Atlanta and protect home court against the Wizards. So that could be a trap game in this in this scenario right now. But I expect us to win that game. Then we have to travel down to Miami and take on the Heat next Friday. And then we close out the regular season on the road against the Rockets. And I know the Hawks are looking to look forward to get revenge on them. As that's still probably one of the worst losses that the Hawks have had this year was them losing to the Rockets after having a lead here in Atlanta earlier this season. So five games left in the season. Big game on Saturday. Honestly, the next two games are huge in my opinion. And then from there, if you can beat the Wizards, I don't want to build in a win for the Rockets, but certainly the the Nets, Raptors, Heat, if we can win two of those three, I'm going to be really, really excited about where the Hawks will end up come the end of the regular season going into the play-in tournament. Gosh, just, is it Saturday already? Is it Saturday already? Mm, I mean, I, it's going to be a fun one. It's going to absolutely be a fun one. If you're in the Atlanta area, pull up. I know that that game is going to be on for us um, going out with the homies this weekend. You know, you know, Brad, you know, work hard. I work hard. Have do this, have a job, does school. I got a lot going on. But you know what? I'm going to kick back and I'm going to relax at a local watering hole. And I'm going to watch this Nets game. And I'm excited to see this team compete. I want to see, obviously, and we're going to be looking at the injury reports the next few days. Checking in on Trey. Checking in on Gallo. Is there a chance we can get Jalen Johnson back for concussion protocol? Who knows? I mean, John Collins watch is going on right now. I wouldn't expect him back for Saturday, but at this point, if we can get John Collins back early next week and get him some games under his belt before the plan, I mean, and there is a chance we could shut down John Collins for the year. There is a chance, but if we can have as many 
irons in the fire as possible. I like the Hawks' chances of getting into the playoffs and making things interesting. Now it's going to be a tough, tough draw. You know, if we get seven or eight, we're going to have to take on either the Heat, who we're going to see next um, pretty soon, the Bucks. I mean, the Celtics, who have had our number the last few games, especially up in Boston, they have had our number, and we have shot ourselves in the foot against them. But as things in the playing standings right now are still trying to work themselves out, things at the top of the standings as well in the Eastern Conference are too. So at this point, the Hawks don't need to worry about what's going on around them. Just take care of business. Solely focus on this Nets game on Saturday when Kyrie, KD, and the gang come down to Atlanta and hopefully we greet them with a lot of intensity, especially the defensive intensity that we have been playing with as of late. Bring that defensive intensity, move the ball, get people involved. It can't just be two people doing it. It can't just be Trey and Bogey. We're going to have to have a full team effort of ball movement, shot making, you know, setting screens, going for loose balls. We need to out hustle, out heart this next team. This next team is still trying to figure themselves out. We are stepping into, you know, who we are as far as this iteration of the Hawks for this year, for 2021, 2022 season. It is what it is at this point. We need to go out and play our game and trust in ourselves. Again, Kevin Durant's load. He had 26 tonight. Kyrie Irving, he's going to be here. And Atlanta's going to be a fun one. He had 25 tonight. You got to worry about Seth Curry, who had 16 tonight. Uh, Mr. Bowen, Bruce Bowen, he had 23 tonight for the Nets. You know, Andre Drummond's going to be a load inside. That's going to be a fun matchup between him and Capella. On Saturday night, you know, you got Claxton off the bench. I'm excited to see him and Okongwu, you know, go at it. But the X factor, the X factor for the Hawks is if we can continue to get Kevin Herter going, continue to keep him hot. Herter is going to be huge on Saturday. If we can get Gallo in some mismatches and he can knock down some shots off the bench, he's going to be crucial for the Hawks. I'm looking for Bogey, Herter, Gallo, players outside of Trey Young to really get it going. And I'm really excited to see what Trey, uh, sorry, DeAndre Hunter is going to do on a defensive end. Is it Saturday yet? Is it Saturday yet? If it isn't, wake me up when Saturday pulls up. I mean, obviously, Final Four is going to be on Saturday, so it's going to be a fun one there. You have this Hawks game. I'm going to be back. After that Hawks game, we're going to have to record probably early Sunday morning before I go to work to make sure that you guys are in the loop for what is to come for this Hawks team. Three-way tie for eight. You can't write this. You can't write this, guys. So keep the faith. Keep following. Keep listening to here. Sports Ethos Atlanta Hawks team coverage podcast. If you love what you heard today, give us five stars, give us a good review, and share it and tell everybody about the hottest new podcast covering the Atlanta Hawks. You know the drill. Put us on, and we're gonna put you on. On game about the Atlanta Hawks. Follow us on Twitter at Ethos Hawks. On Twitter, that is at Ethos Hawks. And then follow myself, Brad Jarrett, 
67. That is Brad, J-A-R-R-E-T-T-6-7. We are revving up. You hear my energy. You hear it in the booth. I'm ready for the plan. I'm ready. I think the Hawks are ready. Continue to take it a game at a time. Do or die, man. Like the my bad boys, too. I'm, I'm going to throw these references out. Y'all going to catch them. But we'll see you guys after the game on Saturday. Let's go, Hawks. And let's get into the playing tournament and make things interesting here in Atlanta. <laughs>